You're listening to Longwoods Radio, your healthcare source for ideas, new policies, and best practices. The following is a Breakfast with the Chiefs session from October 22, 2008. Speaking on Ontario's local health integration networks is Matt Anderson. Thank you. Um, I'm going to start uh, first by thanking Anton. Um, I said this last time I was chatting with Breakfast with the Chiefs, and I want to uh, say it again. I was the first chief in the Breakfast with the Chief program, however many years ago that was. Um, and when we launched that, uh, 17 people showed up. We were in a little room down at the OHA, about 17 people were there, mostly vendors. Uh, and I was thinking at the time, Anton, this is the dumbest idea you've ever come up with. <laughs> So uh, obviously things have changed, um, so congratulations to Anton. I think Breakfast with the Chiefs really has become um, an integral part of the healthcare landscape uh, in Ontario and really across Canada. So well done, Anton, and thank you as well to the sponsors who are making all of this happen. Uh, these are really important sessions. Um, I'm, in a, I'm on that side of the, the uh, podium most times because uh, I find them to be uh, uh, quite educational, so thank you very much. Um, did want to talk a little bit about a view from the Lynn. Um, and uh, first I just wanted to explain to folks uh, a little bit about what you're going to hear today. Um, I've been in the job for about uh, six months now. Um, actually, it's six months, seven days, and about three hours. Um, not that I'm counting or anything like that. Um, so I don't have all of the answers yet, but I did want to share with you some of the things that I'm seeing in the LIN um, and some of the directions that we want to go in. When I first took the job, a number of people asked me, uh, in various ways if I knew what I was doing. Um, the, the, the comments ranged from the constructive, like, are you ready for this kind of challenge, to things like, um, uh, are you serious? Uh, did you lose a bet? Um, and one person actually said to me, you know, given where you're working right now, why do you want to go to the Lynn and have to work for a living? So uh, I did go to the Lynn, and I'll tell you my answer to, to, to their comments, uh, to their questions, is the answer that I'll give you today. Um, and, and that is that when I went to the Lynn, I went there, hopefully, to, to change the world, um, which is a small uh, endeavor, I guess, um, but one that I really believe in. I suspect that every person in this room has uh, at least one, probably more, personal stories of where the healthcare system in Ontario let them down. Um, I certainly have them, um, and I believe that we can make some changes here. And when the opportunity came for me to join the Lynn, my equation was pretty simple. Is the CEO of the Toronto Central Lynn potentially a better perch for me to impact what goes on in, this, uh, in, in our society than in the job that I was in? Um, I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, I believe the answer was yes. Um, which is why I moved over uh, to the Toronto Central Lynn. Now, before you think that I'm uh, a megalomaniac and a little crazy for thinking that we can change the world, um, I'll steal a little line from John Lennon and say that uh, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I've been touring around the Toronto Central Lynn. The Toronto Central Lynn has just shy of about 200 agencies. Um, I haven't gotten to all 200 yet in my six months, um, but I have made it to um, about 40 agencies, and I want to share with you um, a couple of the things that I'm seeing. Uh, this is an agency called Progress Place. Progress Place is over on Church Street, um, and uh, they, there's a couple of very special things about Progress Place. Uh, Progress Place has a number of services um, where they're working with people uh, who are living with mental illness. 
One of the really astounding things about Progress Place is a policy where when you're at Progress Place, you can't tell the difference between who is a member and who is staff. Uh, I was there, I, I was booked to be there for about 45 minutes. I stayed for an hour and a half. I didn't want to leave. Uh, it was an incredible experience for me to see the things that are going on um, at Progress Place. And truly, I couldn't tell who were, who were members and who were, who were staff. The person who took me on a tour, I found out that he was a member only because he told me that he was a member. Uh, otherwise, he could very well have been a staff person working there. Uh, he told me tremendous stories about what his life was like before he got to Progress Place and what Progress Place has meant for him. The other thing that's really remarkable about Progress Place is they are part of an international uh, group. There's a Progress Place equivalent all, uh, in, in various places all around the world. So clearly, these folks have got an agenda of changing the world. Also wanted to share with you, if I can make this click, I may have done something when I kicked that thing. There we go. Uh, this is the uh, South River, Riverdale Community Health Center. Um, now, we have community health centers all across uh, Toronto Central Lynn, all across Ontario, but uh, a lot of them in, in the Toronto Central Lynn. Um, what I can say is, is that when I go to these places, I, it never, I'm, they never fail to inspire me. The things that go on in these agencies are really quite remarkable. I'd also say to you that if anybody here who is from, uh, from hospitals, um, the days of hospitals claiming that they are unique, you go to some of these agencies and you'll find out what unique is all about. I've learned that when I go to a community support service agency, if you've seen one community support service agency, you've seen one community support service agency. These folks do really remarkable things. Every one of them has a little bit different to their own community. This particular one, uh, I don't know if you can see it that clearly, a picture on the top left there, uh, they have a bicycle uh, a workshop program. So people, residents in the area, can every Thursday afternoon can bring their bikes in. And one of the docks there happens to be, I guess, a, a wannabe bike mechanic. Uh, and they'll repair bikes. Um, and if you have an old bike, you bring it in, they fix it up, and they give it out to people. Um, so really unique programs to try to uh, create a difference um, for people living in their area. So truly believe that I'm not the only one who wants to uh, change the world. It is? Okay. That I kicked over? <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's try it again. Hey, we're, yeah, way to go, Anton. That's perfect. Okay. There we go. So um, what have I been doing for six months? Um, I think right now the equation is I've been learning more than I've uh, uh, been contributing, um, which I don't think is atypical in six months. Um, I've listed here some of the, uh, the good things and some of the challenges that I see um, in, in my first six months within the LIN. Now, this is just a subset. I wanted to pick sort of the highlights. Certainly, there are some very good things about the LINs um, that I think are very encouraging. Um, we are built for planning, integration, and evaluation. Important to have that concept in our health system. Uh, one of the things that I certainly have noticed is that when you've got the Ministry of Health sort of doing planning at a MISO level across $40 billion, and then you have a whole bunch of individual organizations, something does get lost in that translation, and that's what the LINs are trying to, to deal with. The act that enabled the LINs is actually very powerful. Uh, I've had m multiple consultations with folks, uh, uh, lawyers uh, and other people, uh, giving me some advice on what does the act really mean. I believe that the tools are there um, for us to make pretty significant changes should we choose to uh, in our healthcare system. The LINs do not have to focus on operations. Uh, one of the concerns that was raised to me when I uh, took the job was that uh, you know, all the health 
provider agencies um, have all maintained their own boards um, and that this is going to be a huge problem for us. Right now, and it's only six months, uh, uh, whatever it was, six months, seven days, and three hours, but so far, the fact that agencies have maintained their own boards have not been a problem uh, for the Toronto Central Lynn. Uh, in fact, in many ways, this has been a powerful thing for us because we don't have to get involved in individual uh, operations. The other thing that I'll comment on from a strength is that we, it is built on the concept of performance management. Um, and, I'll, and I'll show you a few examples of that in, in a moment. In terms of some of the challenges, uh, we certainly have a low level of funding flexibility. So what does that mean in, in real terms? The Toronto Central Inn budget, uh, transfer payment budget, is about $4, uh, $4 billion. The Toronto Central Inn, the amount that we have uh, that is not publicly announced, that does not have any other conditions assigned to it, is $3 million. So we've got $3 million of true flexibility relative to a $4 billion base. So this is, this is a challenge for us, right? Uh, we don't have any track record of using the levers that are in that act yet. Um, so there's a, some minor things that have gone on, a little bit of dabbling, but by and large, we haven't really tested the power of the act. Cross-lin boundaries are a big issue, huge issue for the Toronto Central Lin, something that's going to have to be sorted out over time. Um, execution, the lins are still pretty young. Um, and, of course, now that I'm in the lin, I'm a little more sympathetic.